Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mary B. Welcome to the The Happiest Happiest Girls Podcast. Episodes will drop every Monday morning, and each week we'll be tackling a new topic, chatting about motherhood, singlehood, health, wellness, and everything in between. Tune in each week as we discuss what it means to be the happiest girl. Hi, Kate. Hi, Mary Bean. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm just fantastic. Like, how could you be any better? It's Wednesday afternoon. Nobody tell my boss I'm podcasting this afternoon. (laughs) It's also a gorgeous day in New York City, finally, and it just warms my heart. Mm -hmm. I don't really feel like we don't really have any, like, social things to bring up since we just recorded on Saturday and it's a Wednesday. Unless you do have some stories. Well, I want to shout out one of my friends, Kira. Um, Kira, I hope that you're listening. If you're not, it's not a big deal. But she got into law school yesterday. So shout out to Kira. We went to college together. And um, we both were in the same major. And we have done a lot together. So shout out, Kira. I'm so proud of you. You're going to be a great lawyer. And last night we went to Pete's Tavern just to have a little beer and celebrate. So that was fun. Send it to Kira. Have you seen that? Do you watch Under? Oh, you watch Under Rules. You know Lala. Okay, Lala just came on the scene though. Okay. Well, She's spicy. In the whole drama with Rachel slash Raquel and Tom Scandaval. Rachel Raquel sent her something, or her lawyer sent her like to her personal email, and she's like, "I don't want to see that stuff. Like, I have a baby to take care of. Send it to Daryl. <laughs> Kira is my lawyer now, though. So, oh, perfect. Yes, yeah, send it to Kira. Thank you, Kira. <laughs> That'll be our first exciting thing to share today. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got back from Solid Core. It was. An influencer event oh my gosh she's an influencer everyone (laughs) modern picnic which i love that's how i keep all dictators food cold is their cute little pouches but Mm. i rarely go to those types of things because it always gives me a lot of anxiety because i have just social anxiety in general and how i combat that i just wanted to tell you guys because i was thinking about it as i on my walk over And the way that I combat that is I am a method actor. So I just pretend that I'm somebody else. So our sister-in-law, Sydney, the one who created Babu, she's so personable and so friendly. Mm -hmm. And she's really someone that I channel. I'm like, how would Sydney act in this situation? And also Spencer, my husband, he's also very personable. Like, I'm the type of person, if I see someone that I recognize from our hometown or from high school or something, I have amnesia. Like, I don't know you. I'm pretending I'm avoiding that interaction at all costs because I'm so awkward I don't know what to talk about whereas he will be like oh my gosh there's my brother's friend's neighbor's cousin I'm gonna go say hi (laughs) so he's also a good person that I channel but I just wanted to give that little tip if you're going to something where you don't know anybody like I just did or if you don't know many people or you're going on a first date you're going on a job interview just pretend to be someone that you admire I feel like that's like a sophisticated version of fake it till you make it. Yeah, pretty pretty much. And I like that. It's more specific. Yeah. But so. every and everyone was so nice. Like there's no reason for me to be scared. 
Everybody was lovely. I'm sure. Yeah. But today's podcast, after such a heavy topic last week, we just wanted to do something casual. Anne Marie B is going to Aspen to yes. go skiing this weekend. I'm so. so excited. I'm going to Aspen this weekend, and that's why we're recording on a Wednesday. So I can give like an update next pod. But um, yeah. Can't we'll be wait. back with another controversial topic next week. Next week <laughs> on the weekend. But I was thinking we could just kind of jump right into it. We're covering a lot of topics. You guys had a lot of really amazing questions about relationships, mm-hmm. college, post-grad, marriage, kids, a lot of stuff. So we're just going to run through our questions and... We don't have a lot of time, so I'm sorry if we don't get to yours, but they're all really amazing questions, and we'll try to kind of lump some together. But the first question, and I'll throw this one to you, Mary B, since you're more fresh out of college, mm-hmm. but how do you be a good friend while geographically separated slash, slash post-college long-distance friendship? So I have to say this is actually a great question for me because I maintain a lot of long-distance friendships. Same, So I have one of my best friends, my best friend from home, lives in Dallas, and we have been long-distance best friends since high school. And the way that we maintain that is we just have phone calls. Um, She's definitely someone who I just naturally want to call and tell anything that's happening to me, but we also will have lulls sometimes where we don't chat so much, and I actually, because this actually was a little bit of a point of tension at one point between us, which it's so natural to have little like points of tension with anybody. But she was like, I just feel like you haven't been calling as much and like, I miss you. And so I said to her, how often like, would you like me to be sure that I'm reaching out to feel like I'm really fostering like our relationship? Like it's so important to me. She was like, I would say maybe like at least every two weeks and it doesn't have to be long, like maybe like five minutes just to gab, catch up. And so I actually set a reminder in my phone for every two weeks to come up and say, call, her name is Elizabeth, shout out Elizabeth, love you girl, call Elizabeth. And so if I see that reminder on my phone and I know it's been two weeks without talking to her, I will make a point to pick up the phone and call. That's what works for she and I, but I also have a, like very, very good friends that live in other parts of the country uh, from college, and I'd say one specifically lives in Denver, and we will send each other like just funny videos, we'll chat, just talk about random stuff in our days, and being sure if I think to myself, I haven't like connected with her in a while, just send a chill text, a funny text, like a text to say like, hey, what's up? Sometimes I'll send a voice memo and say, hey, like, I haven't chatted with you in a while. Like, tell me what's up. And that'll take, like, two minutes. And I think it can mean a lot to people. Yeah. And we also, I make a point to visit them at least once a year. So I know that that's not feasible for everyone, but we're always wanting to plan trips to see each other. Yeah, I think just like relationships, you have to foster those friendships, and Mm -hmm. I truly think the best type of friends are the friends that you don't need to talk to all the time, but when you do, you can kind of pick up wherever you are, and just having realistic expectations of what you need or what they need is super important. Something that my friends and I do, and 
this is, I'm 30 years old, so, like, I'm a little bit older, more financial security, but we send each other flowers, which mm. is a nice thing, especially if you have friends that are single and things like that. Like, if something good happens to them, they get a promotion, something like that, it's important to recognize that and cheer them on or send them cookies from wherever they live, like, send them some living cookies mm-hmm. or something like that. Just, like, hey, I'm just thinking about you and yeah. you're a priority in my life. So yeah, and there will be days where I'm just one of those friends that I haven't talked to in a while. I'm just thinking about them, and so I just shoot a text and be like, "Hey, thinking of you. Like, hope that's what you're doing well." I love the flower idea. I have a friend who sends like random cards every once in a yeah, while, that's a good one. and that's always nice. A little bit more low cost. Yeah. But these intentional things like that don't even take much time can really go a long way with fostering a friendship. Totally. Okay. Next question. Mm-hmm. My good friend and his partner totally cut me off for no reason. Advice? I think this is such a good topic because I do get a lot of DMs about friend drama. Mm, friend and drama is hard. This is, sometimes friends ghosting hurts more than a guy ghosting because mm-hmm. you just expect better from your girlfriends or like your close guy friends. So I'm not sure the gender of these people, not that it matters, but it, it can be really hard when all of a sudden they stop talking to you. And the first thing that I would do is be introspective and be like, one, did I possibly do something that could have hurt this person that I didn't realize? And two, if I didn't do anything, is this a friendship that like I really want and really want to foster? And if the answer is yes, then you have to reach out to them and just say, hey, did I do something that I didn't realize? Like I'd love the opportunity to apologize if it's something that I did. Sometimes you don't serve that person, mm-hmm. just like in a relationship, and that can be a huge ego blow, but that's just the reality. Not everybody is meant to be friends forever, especially in your 20s. You go through a shift where you're not, you don't have 20 friends anymore like you did in college, or I really never had 20 friends, but maybe you definitely <laughs> did, but... I think that when you go through this shift, and it can be kind of lonely when you go into your 20s and you're like, wait a second, I'm losing friends. We're not all in a close location like we were just talking about. It's not as easy. I really have to work at it more. Mm -hmm. And that is a natural, normal thing. If this is an important relationship to you, I really think that it's worth a phone call to be like, hey, can we grab coffee? Can we talk really quick? And we'll text first before you call. Okay, give them a warning. Don't just just drop this on them. But... Yeah, I would also say you could frame it as, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. I just want to be sure that you are okay. I am a little bit worried. Like, and add that on to everything that Kate said. Because you'd never know what's going on with this person. They could be going through... Mental health crisis, things in their family. Something, yeah. So many things you have no idea about. Yeah, so I think that's always a good thing to check in about as well. I don't know the exact situation of if you've been trying to do that, but I think that would be my first move. Yes. All right. Do you want me to just be the dictator of all these? Or do you yeah. Want to ask me? <laughs> I can keep going. You can keep going. Okay. After college, how did you know whether to move out or stay home for a little bit? What did you do? I can't remember. I, I can say what I did. 
I went right. You were out of there. I was out of there. Like, goodbye. <laughs> I don't, I think, I'm trying to remember. I don't know if I had any time in between. I think, you know, what I went was home for the summer. Yeah. And then. I think that's most normal. Yeah, I was home for the summer. I had, like, one last sort of young summer because I think my first job started in August. So I just enjoyed that time. And then when I, like, my job started, I started making real money, I got my own apartment and moved in. Yeah, especially if you're going to be somewhere that's not your hometown, I think it's so important to take that last summer because unless you're a teacher, and even when you are a teacher, like, you never get a summer ever again. Mm-hmm. Summer is done. This is the last time where you will have zero responsibilities. You can, if your parents let you, live at home, live off their dime. You're still getting home-cooked meals. Your laundry's right there. So I did the same. I studied for the next NCLEX at home for a couple months and then I think I started in July working in Chicago and that was kind of like the perfect I had like a month and a half two months home and then I got out of there so yeah it's like the perfect amount of time I think yeah it's hard to be home sometimes yeah we're very much like we're just independent we yeah. like to be in our own space so we both were ready to go kind of start our lives that's really what postgrad is is like starting your your real adult life and we were both ready for that uh, I will say that I I do know some people who lived at home for a while to save money mm-hmm. and there is a cost benefit to that for 100%. sure I think that where it can really be like I had one friend for instance who was working as an EMT while she was trying to get into medical school and I think she was like well aware that the cost of medical school was going to be huge and so that it just made sense for her to live at home before she got into medical school. So it's just again cost benefit. Yeah, moving is expensive, furniture is expensive. If you're looking to move to New York City, you need to have a lot of money saved. Like sometimes you're going to have to pay a broker fee, Ugh, which is like thousands triggering. of dollars. You're going to have to pay moving costs. Then you have to put down like first, last, first and last in the security mm-hmm. deposit. Mm-hmm. So it can be pretty, pretty expensive. Obviously not every city is like New York City, thankfully. Yeah, but just but something to think about. Even Chicago, I think I drained my bank account just moving in and buying things for the apartment. Yeah. It's expensive. Yes, very. But... For me, it was worth it. Nice. Um, How to manage girl time and boyfriend time when you're the only one with a boyfriend. Mm. This is is something I struggled with a lot in college. And I feel like I lost some friendships because of it and, like, wasn't really fostering friendships that I thankfully ended up getting back um, after I kind of got out of that. And it's something that I really haven't had an issue with with Spencer because I I don't know if it's because I feel so secure in my relationship and I always did that I loved spending time apart and like with my girlfriends mm-hmm. I felt like that was so important and especially and like my best friend was single when I was in a full-blown relationship and it was really important that like I picked Friday nights I'm going out with Christina Saturday nights and going out with Christina or and then Sunday morning I'm gonna get brunch with Spencer or Thursday night Spencer is is date night and I think a really good idea is to be the initiator of things to do Mm -hmm. so you plan a dinner with your friends you plan drinks with your friends a happy hour things like that because if you are saying no a lot eventually people are gonna stop asking that's just the reality so you have to stay 
involved and when you are with them it can't be like just talking about your boyfriend it's yeah. easy to get caught up and be like oh my gosh she's so great da, 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 da. but mm-hmm. like talk to your friends what are they doing and make sure you're celebrating their successes when things non-relationship related are happening to them because they don't have a significant other to buy them flowers or to do nice things for them so it's important that you're still fostering that friendship because when you enter into a marriage it's i've said this before but it's imperative that you have a healthy group of girlfriends it's so 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 important that you it's not just your husband you need to have girlfriends like that is how you survive and motherhood too yeah and i would echo everything kate said especially the intentionality with what nights are whose especially if you're very busy i think setting that schedule is very very healthy i think sometimes people especially in relationships like we shouldn't have to schedule time together if we are so in love but in reality life is very busy oh my gosh you have to schedule yeah yeah and it's i think to set that time just ensures that you are going to get that important time with one another and so i think that's why it's so important uh and i would also echo going out of your way to plan things with your girlfriends i think there's sometimes people expect their significant other to be everything for them Mm -hmm. and i think that is very unhealthy yes there's no way that your significant other can ever fill the role of your best friend 100 it's completely different or even like your girlfriends that you go out with and like like just go and like go maybe to the club and have fun with or maybe just like sit on the couch in the morning like you can do those things with your significant other but it's just not going to be the same and the same thing for him he needs to have his guy friends he needs to have that time where he can socialize with other people than you and that is extremely healthy on both ends so to allow that time for one another, even if you have to schedule it in, there's no shame in needing to schedule. Life, if you don't schedule sometimes, it just gets away from you. And then suddenly you're like, whoa, how are we suddenly so codependent on each other? Yeah. Intentionality is everything. And I think obviously you're thinking about it. So you're clearly being intentional. Yeah. But I would not have any shame behind scheduling in nights for certain people. Yes. So important. Very good points. Thanks, Katie. I'm just so wise. Okay, next is how has your and MB's relationship changed throughout your lives? We had night and day. Literally night and day. <laughs> I think that because we have such different age gaps, like we're four and a half years apart. Mm-hmm. And this is so interesting as I think about how far apart I want my kids to be. I feel like we really, like a lot of people will say like four, four is a great age gap, but for us, I felt like we were just in two completely different stages of life until we were 21, I would say. Yeah. Or like at least 18, but yeah. even there, even then, like when you're 18 and I'm 22, you're, you're a freshman in college and I'm living in the real world, it's still so different. Yeah. So I think that we really did not get along when we were little guys we're so different like you can see why we didn't get along (laughs) we were like I don't know I think that we were I especially was like incredibly hormonal I always wanted a lot of attention and I thought that Mary B got a lot of attention this is not Mary B's fault let's just be very clear she was a literal child infant youth so I think that we really were not that close until like, you were I was graduated college. from college, yeah. like almost out of college. Yeah. 
And I think that's kind of normal, like a normal progression for, I would say that about all of our siblings. That's how we were. We really, none of us were really that close because we went boy, girl, boy, girl. So like, I'm not going to have that much in common with like my brothers that are like playing video games and like playing football. So, but I think, I don't know, like I, I think that if I were to go back I would probably be nicer to you obviously <laughs> I would have appreciated that <laughs> I mean like hindsight is twenty twenty. like I didn't know what I was doing and like obviously it's important to build character for me uh, yeah you know I definitely probably bullied you a little a little bit but I mean I feel like it built a lot of who I am today um and I think it's funny because maybe this happens with getting attention is I didn't even think I got that much attention, but that probably means I was never starving for attention. So it probably meant I got enough attention. Um, I would say I was pretty close with Tommy growing up, mm-hmm. our oldest brother. Yeah, which is interesting because you guys are so far. But closer. I think, again... You had similar interests. Yeah, we were very similar in, like, the way that we think. We had Nerds. similar infant <laughs> interests. We were huge Taylor Swift fans um, at the same time, even though we're seven... Um, years apart. Uh, Tommy and I just always really got each other. Um, but I think as time has gone on and Tommy is married with two kids now, he's this full-blown surgeon. Um, he, you know, I think I've gotten, like, I spend much more time with Kate. Um, and so we've gotten to bond over just sister and womanly things um and that's been really special I think definitely I was afraid of Kate for most of my life um she was like just I think um always just top dog and I was not to um rock that boat so that was very much our relationship I think in my youth but then as like time goes on I think when I started to experience like struggles in college, she was really there for me. And I feel like that's when our relationship started to soften. Yeah. I think like I grew up a lot when I was like 22, 23, I went through a huge change in my life. And I feel like I became a lot happier, more confident. And that led me to being a better sister, a better friend so and Kate is always a good sister she just you know these are the sibling dynamics that exist yeah but it's it is I think amazing how once you like enter into different stages of life you can really your just your relationships can evolve and change totally all right getting back out there after a bad relationship how to reframe mindset mental health and self-love I'm so passionate about this one all right hit it so, <laughs> getting back out there after... So, did it say bad relationship or bad breakup? Let's say bad breakup. Okay. That's the question. I feel like bad breakup. Yes. I mean, first of all, I'm so sorry. Oh, bad re- oh after bad relationship. Oh, okay. Bad relationship. We can cover it all under one. I would say I, I can talk more to bad breakup. Um, I feel like after a bad breakup... First of all, I'm so sorry. I hope that you're doing okay and, you know, you have the support that you need around you and you're taking good care of yourself. But I would say the best thing that you can do is pour into yourself. Um, There is, I think, going to be a period where all that you can do is build yourself up. And I think it's important to allow for that period to happen and to know that 
this will not last forever. Um, and something that I think is also helpful every single day, make a point to do something that you know you're going to enjoy and think about in the morning, what am I going to do this morning? That's actually going to bring me a lot of self-love and a lot of joy and make yourself do that thing. No matter how much you don't feel like you want to do it, force yourself to do it. Um, that is a huge thing. Reframing mindset, I think, here's how I would reframe my mindset is, I think in my experience after a bad breakup, it's hard, it's really, really hard to see this when you're still in that mode of mourning the relationship. So I hope that this isn't, you know, I just would never want to tell this to someone who's like really fresh off of a bad breakup, but that breakup was the first day of the rest of your life yes and it is such I always think to myself like if you want a crash course in self-growth have a bad breakup Mm -hmm. it is just like you at least in my experience will go through just it's like the six months after a bad breakup is just like three years of self-growth that is like condensed into a six-month period if you are intentional about it and if you take it as an opportunity to grow and reflect and really pour a lot of love into yourself. Yes. That's what I would say. I completely agree. Going through heartbreak is the worst thing in the entire world. It's just completely, but it completely changes you for the better if you let it. I completely mm-hmm. agree with Mary B. Like, I remember my bad breakup, which really changed me forever. Like, that was the situation I was talking about that just, like, made me a better person after it. Same. And you have to have some people around you. You have to have good girlfriends around you, and you need to spend time with just those girlfriends. And if you can, plan a solo trip. Go out to eat dinner alone Mm -hmm. with a book. Just love to be alone because if you can come out of this the other side, you will be such a better girlfriend. We talked about this in our dating podcast, but you will... Once you know that you can be okay alone, your standards will go through the roof. And you won't accept any sort of BS anymore Mm -hmm. because you'll be like, you know what? I've been alone and I've been fine and I've actually enjoyed it and I love being selfish. And just know that if you break up, like, it is a blessing because you don't want to be with anybody who doesn't want you. Mm -hmm. Just be grateful that it happened now and it didn't happen 10 years from now when you're married with kids. Like, Mm -hmm. life only gets harder. So if your relationship didn't survive in this time, it is for the best. And only good things are going to come for you. And just know that you need to take care of yourself, spoil yourself, like Mary was talking about, and everything will get better over time. And just make sure you have allies and friends that you can talk about this with. Make sure you block them on everything. You don't need to see what they're doing. They don't need to see no, what you're doing. I'm a big believer in no contact. Yes, no tell con- your friends I know it's that. hard, but no contact. Tell your friends, I don't want to know what he's doing. Like, that was one of the hardest things. Like, when you get a text out of the blue from your friend being like, oh, so-and-so is at this party I'm at. Like, I don't care. I don't need to know that. Like, they are... Who? Who's it? I don't... I don't know them. I don't... They don't exist yeah. to me. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, if they're just texting out of the blue about them, that's just not necessary. But I think it can be nice, like, if you're going to a party okay, to, yeah, like, have your friends you. looking out that's for different. you. Something also that if you're really fresh, something that was really wonderful for me that I just had friends that would do for me automatically but I think it's if you have those good girlfriends I hope that you do that it's okay to ask for is just let them know that you need their support in certain environments so for instance like I think you get really used 
especially if you're like in your own 20s going to parties going out and having an anchor at a party not everyone needs that but that's something that I think can be really nice to have is like I was so used to just like if I didn't want to talk to anyone else I could just go stand by this my my significant other Mm -hmm. and I think having friends to come in and like check on you or be like I just know I'm going to need support when I'm out because I'm used to that and I'm in that in-between phase right now can be really helpful and I want to take what Kate said about um like having that like period of like time being single making you feel like you can you know be more picky with men which absolutely be as picky as you can (laughs) with who you're going to end up marrying but I think also going through a bad breakup and making it through on the other side is so empowering because you know that whoever you are with next even if you break up, even if they break your heart, you just like you are now or just like you're going to be, you're going to be okay again. Yes. And so it really, I think, can bring a lot of courage in the relationship. So going back to the OG question of saying how to <laughs> reframe your mindset, look at how you're still alive, you're still breathing, you're making it through each day, and you have been through something so difficult. You're doing it now. You can do it tomorrow and the day after that. And eventually you will wake up one day and you will be excited to be awake and you will be wanting to continue to like live and be happy and you will feel so much more confident because you've been through the darkness and made it through to the other side. So really like congratulate yourself. Like don't be afraid to be like, I made it through another day. Like I actually like when I went through a bad breakup, I would do like a countdown of like, okay, it's another day that I know I'm getting closer and closer to feeling like myself again. Like whatever you need to do, just lift yourself up. You know, this is the time. Treat yourself. One of my favorite quotes, and I don't know, I can't remember who said it, but it's uh, it's like goes along the lines of like, I don't pay attention to the world ending. It has ended for me many times and began again in the morning. Mm -hmm. And that's just how you can live your life going forward yeah and create like a playlist that's gonna pump you up like something I did was I had all of my girlfriends like like add to a playlist that was like this is our like empowerment playlist and like it was just so nice to have you can throw it on like you know just little things like that like don't be afraid to like treat yourself go out of the way to do whatever you need to do to just like make it to the next day. Yeah, listen to Remy Ma's song, Conceited. <laughs> yeah, I want every happiest girl to wake up to that song. Should we make that our theme Monday song? Monday morning, Conceited. Oh my gosh, maybe we should make that our That can be our intro song. We're, so, we're looking for an intro song, so yeah, if so you guys have any in. suggestions, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. Um, but okay, moving along, because mm-hmm. we don't have much more time. Um, how did motherhood change you as a teen mom? That's me. I'm a teen mom. I'm just going to step back. <laughs> Honestly, I felt like in the beginning that being a mom would change me a lot more than it, than it did. Cause you hear on social media, how becoming a mom just kind of takes over and like you lose your identity. And so I went into my pregnancy and becoming a mom, like, I don't want that to happen to me. And I really don't think it hasn't. And I've changed in the sense of like all of my thoughts now revolve around another person. I can't just pick up and do whatever I want anymore. My so my schedule is obviously different. Traveling is much different. I have much less flexibility. But as far as who I am as a person, I think I'm more patient. I think that I care more about 
I care less about silly things, material things. Um, my husband and I fight way less about dumb things. Something that I attribute my success so far is having Mary B around to watch Dictator. So since birth, I've had something that I trusted because no one's going to love your baby as much as your sister. Yes. Besides your husband, obviously. And like I maybe mean, my mom. It's a competition <laughs> between Spencer and I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and so that definitely helps a lot because Mary B can be like, oh, I'm going to come over at like three because my work day is slow. And so I can go get my nails done. I can go work mm -hmm. out. Just like for like purposes, that was a joke. I never do that. If my boss hears this. Yes. <laughs> Mary's boss, if you're listening, she would never. I would never. Always after hours. Oh, it's always after the work <laughs> That was, I was talking about on, like, Saturdays. Because <laughs> she's also working on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. But also, Spencer's Facts. incredibly supportive. He's always telling me, like, literally last night, he was like, why don't you book a facial for this weekend? And because he knows, like, self-care is, like, my form of mental health and Same. therapy. So I told him when I was pregnant, I was like, if I stop doing those things, if I stop getting a spray tan, if I stop getting facials, if I stop working out, like, that's when you know, like, something is wrong with me like I'm suffering so he's always been really good and very supportive and encouraging me of keeping those things that are still really important to me and like even on TikTok even though they're silly like he's always encouraging me to make them and hyping me up and so and like with this podcast like always you know helping us and whatever way that he can so I think like I said before your partner can really have a make or break you know, effect on your postpartum experience. And I feel like a lot of that too, just hearing you speak, I can't really weigh in on this, but I, what I'm hearing you say is a lot of intentional communication is totally. happening as well. I think sometimes we can expect our partner to just know what we need and that's really not fair considering even though we'd like it to be they're true. They're not mind readers. They're not mind yeah. readers even though we, you know, they should definitely be picking up on these things. But yeah, in the same way that I'm not a mind reader, you know, I couldn't expect my partner to be. And so giving them that chance and saying, I really, really need this from you. It's very important to me. And then they are aware and can and can cater to that. Yes. Okay, so this one's for you because this is good for you since me? you just kind of moved to New York. How to make friends in a new city that you don't know anyone in. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I can talk to this, but I will say I don't, I don't have the experience of moving knowing no one. Um, I do have some friends who have been through that, but I did come to New York. Like I had my sister here. I had a lot of friends from college, but I am trying to make an effort to meet new people in this city because I think it's always good to be expanding your horizons. And one thing that I have put into practice is being very intentional about saying yes to things where I know I could meet new people. That's one thing because if you go to a party, you can put yourself out there, talk to other people, and you never know, like, even if that you nothing comes from it, like, you can get exposure to new people, like, you can always, you just never know who you're going to meet there. You can meet your husband there, like, not that we're looking for husbands, but we're looking for friends, but there's always an opportunity to be saying hello to someone, like, you never know, it could be your next, like, friendship soulmate. Another thing I think that I have been trying to do is go to events where I am interested in whatever is happening, and then you can also put yourself out there and meet people of different, of that same interest, so you immediately have one thing in common. Um, and finally, I will say just in practice, 
I think what helps me to put myself out there because I think a lot of times even if you're in those situations it's hard to just like go up and say hi to someone I think one of the things that a friend of mine passed along to me is she said I just in my head we're doing we're back to cosplaying (laughs) in my head I just pretend they're already a good friend of mine and then I start treating them that way and I think that makes the other person feel more secure. It really gets the relationship kick-started. So just pretend, like, when you're going up to a new person that you already know them. And just and ignite that conversation. And also smile. And remember people's names if you can. I'm bad at that. But yeah. I have, let, I have an RBF. So if I'm, like, completely relaxed, people think I'm angry. And I definitely don't look approachable. But if I have a slight smile, yeah. people are like, oh, my gosh, she's friendly. I can talk to her. Yeah. And I think other resources, like, if you went to college, see if your college has a club mm-hmm. in the city that you are. That's a good way to meet people. Workout classes. Yeah, workout classes. Just introduce yourself. A lot, like, some people will have groups of girls in different cities that go on walks so there's and, a couple different resources. And once you meet someone, reach out to them and be like, do you want to get a drink? Like, do you yeah. want to do this? And if they ever ask you to do something, like, I will say, I think it's really important, at least for the first, like, few times, you must say yes. Yeah. Like, as much as you possibly can. Because if, especially when, think like, relationships are new, if you are saying no, like, a few times then I think the invitation will stop coming yeah and if you see someone on social media that you feel like you'd have a lot in common with DM them one of my best closest mom friends DM'd me so a friend of mine DM'd this gal that she is now best friends with and models for her like you just obviously I DM Spencer on Instagram yeah so wow shout out to the gram yeah Shout out to the gram! What's that that one that's like that video that's like, shout out to the gram, making all this possible. Without y'all, none of this would be possible. (laughs) Um, Okay. Okay, we are almost out of time, so we're going to combine this. We're going to do two more questions. I'm going to combine this one. And so advice on choosing a college when your options are your top choice schools and not highest tier and dealing with the judgment from others and then also not getting into schools everyone thought you would get into. And I feel like I can kind of speak on this because we grew up in a big Notre Dame family and I did not get into Notre Dame. I was waitlisted and I remember my mom coming into my room to tell me I was waitlisted and she was crying. I was like, why are you crying? Like, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. And I can, I can literally trace back everything that's happened in my life to lead me where I am to making to not getting into Notre Dame hmm. and going to St. Mary's instead because I only applied to Notre Dame and St. Mary's. And so going to St. Mary's, I never would have met my one of my best friends, Christina. I never would have gone to East Bank Club because she's the one who encouraged me to join East Bank Club. I never would have met Spencer because I met him <laughs> through East Bank Club. So we never would have gotten married. I wouldn't have moved to New York. I wouldn't have had Dictator. So Dictator. literally all of that is leads back to me not getting into Notre Dame, the school that everyone thought I was going to get into, the school that everybody, you know, like, that was my technically my top choice, and also, like, St. Mary's had nursing, Notre Dame didn't have nursing, so I would have had to go, I would have gone to nursing school after college, which was what I'm more school, more debt, more time wasted, so. Gosh, imagine if Dictator didn't exist, like, the world <gasps> would be a darker place. Yeah, 100%, <laughs> and I think it's so easy to put a lot of weight behind where you go to school but truly unless you're trying to get a secondary education or if you're in 
like the business world, I really don't think it matters. Like don't send yourself into crazy debt so that you can go to a brand name school. And I have a controversial opinion to what you just said. Oh no. So I have had some experience. I have come, I did get my master's and I also have worked in the corporate world. Um, and I would say I don't think it matters Definitely as much matter in as people think it does, um, your pedigree. So I think it makes it a lot easier to get your foot in the door for those big name companies. But I think you can end up at any of those companies if you work hard, like even if it's not right out of school, like go to a smaller firm, work hard, show what you're worth and get that interview. Um, I really think like I work with people from across the board. Like I work from people with people who went to Harvard. I work with people who went to like a state, like a state school, like University of Minnesota. And I'm telling you, the University of Minnesota person is an absolute rock star at our company. Like people are obsessed with him. Yeah. So when you leave school, like it really, the networking opportunities can be fantastic for those schools. But at the end of the day, a lot of it is just you have to be a hard worker. You have to be a hard worker. You have to be good at what you're doing. And then the farther out you get from school, no one the cares. less people care. At 30 like, years old, I would never ask someone, where did you go to school? Like, that's so, like, that's like you're in your early 20s. And also, like, the biggest thing to remember is you're the only one who has to live your life. So if someone wants to judge you for your choice or, like, if you didn't get in, like, they didn't, like, that was you. That has nothing to do with them. Like, don't even give them that power because you are going to make what you want from your life. One of the most successful, like, person that I know with, like, the highest net worth that I know was a college dropout. So it's, like, just like maybe when you're doing CPR and you're in a code, no, you would never be able to be, like, oh, that nurse went to UPenn or that nurse got her associates, like, online. Like, you would never know. A good There are a lot of really good nurses and there are a lot of really bad nurses. It has nothing to do with where you went to college. I can tell you that much. So Yeah, and I will say even for going to a school after undergrad, I know plenty of people that have gone from, like, lower grade schools and gone to really great master's programs. Yeah. And... I think a lot of the smartest people will get will go to a school that is maybe not ranked as high. They will get straight A's and then they will get into an amazing master's program. Whereas if you go to a school that's higher ranked, sometimes it's like a much more difficult environment. It's harder to get straight A's. And so then you get worse grades, and then it can be harder to get into those schools that demand a certain yeah. level of GPA. Spencer went to Wharton, and I'm definitely smarter than him. The other day, there he, you go. the other day, he, I was like, oh, do you know what Tribeca stands for? And he was like, what do you mean? It doesn't stand for anything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. I love you, This is going to be a test. He's going to be so mad. Okay, we can cut this out. We can cut this no, out. No, this is going to be a test to see if Spencer listens to the pod. Spencer, yeah. if you hear this... Text us right now, and yeah. if we don't get a text, we're gonna know you're a fake fan. <laughs> Big fan. Okay, this is the last one because we have three minutes, so we somehow have to fit this last question and then our successes of the month. Okay, so here we go. When did you start seeing men appreciate your worth? And oh. that is when I start when demanded. I started appreciating my worth. Exactly when I started <laughs> to demand that they see. Like if you hold the bar high, like someone will come up to reach it, and you just have to know that you are worthy 
of so, so, so much. Like, you accept the love you think it deserved, truly. A lot of it, too, and this even goes back to the, a question from earlier about reframing your mindset. It goes to, in, like, I think a lot of times in relationships, it can be a lot of give, give, give. And I love this person so much, so, like, I want to do whatever I can to make this relationship work because I want to be them. I, I love them. But if you reflect, are reflecting and you're thinking, actually, by being with this person, I'm actually caring for myself less. Mm -hmm. Turn that around and say, when I'm with that someone, it actually should be a form of self-care because they are giving me so much love and I'm giving it in return. Totally. And when you notice that your mental health, your well-being, you're not being respected, it's all tanking then staying with that person is not loving yourself in the way that you deserve to be loved. Perfect examples are Ariana and Katie from Vanderpump Rules. Not to bring it back, full circle moment, but... I'm just knee-deep in Vanderpump Rules. I'm only on season four, though. You see, like, so both of them were in, like, decade-long relationships, and you can really see how their relationship took a toll on their mental health and how their spark diminished and their self-love diminished because they were with these guys that were just... did not treat them right, and... So you just have to remember that. You have to remember that. There's a difference between, like, say your partner is going through a difficult time and you're supporting them. That's one thing. But if your partner is actively making choices that are negatively affecting your mental health, that is something that I think knowing your self-worth, knowing that I can leave this relationship and find someone who's going to, to the best of their ability, lift me up. Girl, like, it's out there. Go get it. Yeah, not their mom, so... Certainly okay, let's not. do successes besides Kira. Kira, shout out to Kira. She got into law school, and I'm so proud of her. And you know what? Her sister Hannah did too. They're twins. Oh my, so shout oh out to Hannah. Gosh. They both got into law school. Hannah and Kira, we love you guys. Send it to Hannah and Kira. Send it to Hannah and Kira. <laughs> They're our lawyers. Um, okay, Eva got into PA school. Oh, I love PAs. That, that was such a good decision. If you're someone that's like, I don't know, should I go to med school? Should I be a PA? Uh, BAPA. I think if I had don't continued, go into, don't go into debt. If I continued on pre med, I would have done PA. So Eva, shout out! You're just like living my other life, and I'm so proud of you. Yes, so proud. <laughs> you're amazing. I know, like, I feel like for PA, you have to do so many hours in like a hospital setting, so many classes that are so difficult. And I think that yes, you're a rock star. Respect your PAs and your NPs. They're amazing. Yeah. Um. Also, Lindsay. If you're listening to this, she got into NP school. Oh, which is amazing! Baby, she's gonna become she's gonna become a nurse practitioner and then do my Botox for me. Oh my gosh! Right. And <laughs> also, I want to say Elizabeth. Shout out to her. She also got into NP school. <gasps> oh my god, so many smarties. Queen, love, love, love. Okay, last one. This person, I don't know if they wanted to be anonymous. They didn't say their name, so I'm gonna go with our rules, which if you don't give us your name, I'm going to assume you want to be anonymous, but it says I'm getting married on Saturday, so they will have just been getting married. They would have just gotten married, because this this is going to come out on Monday, so congratulations to you, or no, you don't say congratulations, you say best wishes. Best wishes to the bride. Best wishes to the bride, congratulations to your man. Yeah, because he is lucky enough to be marrying you, girl. Yes. Congrats. And then they're going to To their honeymoon on Monday. Oh my gosh, so, have so much fun, enjoy, relax, eat, drink, be merry. Thank gosh, like... Oh, I can't wait for my honeymoon for the imaginary man that I'm with. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be great. I feel like honeymoons are just like the spice of life. Totally. Unless you're six weeks pregnant like I was, then they're miserable. Ooh, you know, it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> no, it's fine. We went on a we went on a mini moon with our first wedding and it was amazing. So I got I got my I got good enough out there. It mm. was fine. 
All right. Anything else? No, that's all. Oh, wait, Kate, how is eating out less going okay, for you? Okay, so I've eaten out once last night because Spencer was doing, like, a late workout, and I was like, ugh, I don't feel like cooking, so I ordered poke. But I do have dinners and veggies for the rest of the week, so I shouldn't have to order out a lot. So proud of you. What was your bad boo thing? I can't remember. Just meditate each day. Oh, how's that going? It's going wonderfully, and I just have to say, like, it really does make a difference, like, how focused I am at work, how I feel like my mind is less scattered, that monkey brain is tamed, so going to keep that trend going, and I just want to shout out to this podcast for helping me stay accountable. Yeah. And next week, what are you going to do to be a better you? I'm okay so I got this planner at this event and it looks really amazing it's called the self-care planner by simple self I'll post it on my Instagram story when this comes out but I really think I'm going to start using it because one of my issues is that like I can't remember everything that I need to do in the day and I don't know why I just don't use my google calendar more like I try not to be on my phone very much run dictator so I'm going to start writing my schedule on a paper schedule and see if that helps it has you like track track your water your exercise self-care say what you're grateful for so my gosh kate i, I know it literally has like your hour by hour schedule it has a long to-do list space it's like good quality paper wow i love that for you ask you about your sleep your mood so wow i'm into it but what about you i think that something that i used to do that i also want to get back into is not being not sending any texts or being on social media past like 9 p.m that's good i think i don't even do my best thinking at at night anyway i think i do my best creative thinking but not Mm. my best logical thinking Mm. after those hours of night so there's no reason i need to be sending any texts so the morning is always just a much clearer time so i'm gonna try to do that starting next week love it very good all right you guys this has been fun. We have, like, we literally only got to half the question, so yeah, we I'm can... definitely going to save these if we do another um, AMA podcast, because there's some really good ones in here. I feel like every time so... we, sh- we do a heavy podcast, we should do, like, a light one like this. Yeah. So, write us in if you have any other topics that you want us to talk about eventually and don't forget to send in your wins i just love that i think that's becoming my favorite part of the pod is reading people's wins i, I love know, celebrating people so guys are a bunch of smarties yeah just get, not just pretty faces no because we know i mean everyone who listens to this podcast is perfect in every way so yes. it just confirms what i already know you are made in the image and likeness of a happiest girl mm-hmm All right, well, have a wonderful week, a wonderful Monday, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye. Bye.